evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever considered what it would be like if you were born with the gift of sight and natural healing? Well, our special guest today, psychic Elizabeth Joyce, is returning to Guys Guys Radio to discuss her new book, Unlimited Realities, which is a memoir, and also talk about a lot of uh, predictions as to what's going on in this crazy world of ours these days. And uh, she'll be calling in in a few minutes, and we'll get her right on the air. Um, So let me start out the show by saying that you might have noticed that over the past couple of programs, you've heard me coughing and wheezing uh, throughout the broadcast. Well, I'm going to make a long story short, and it's actually going to be part of my guy's guy's guide because I did get some learning out of it. But um, I had gone on a kind of a detox and I started to lose some weight. I cleaned up my diet after, you know, long summer of uh, indulgence and exercise. But uh, I noticed towards the end of the summer that I was getting kind of weak and I even fell down after one of my long runs. And uh, then I got a lot of coughing, a lot of wheezing, fevers, night sweats, all that kind of stuff. And lo and behold, I finally broke down and went to the doctor because uh, I thought I could just shake it off and, you know, power through it uh, and use supplements and holistic uh, healing and meditation, etc. cetera. Uh, but every once in a while, you catch something where good old Western medicine is necessary. And I got an x-ray and I was diagnosed that I had been walking around with a case of pneumonia. So that explained uh, how horrible I've been feeling and all the coughing and the wheezing and the uh, sweating and the fevers and the nasty headaches. And it was pretty brutal. So thank goodness the, uh, my physician uh, prescribed some antibiotics. I made sure I got them right away. That was uh, uh, about six days ago. So I'm feeling a lot better now. Uh, I've taken it easy. And uh, I looked at the situation as to, you know, I've been so healthy and I've been taking such good care of myself, uh, mind, body, spirit. So I thought that uh, I was actually going through a, a detox. And I figured, well, maybe I picked up a little bug going through the detox. But no, I actually picked up uh, pneumonia, which is a bacterial infection of the lungs. And, um, you know, here I am in New York City. You, you know, somebody coughs in your direction on the subway or you touch something that somebody's been really sick has touched. And it's so easy to pick up an airborne virus um, but uh, or bacteria, and that's what I got. So, uh, But I learned a lot during the process, and I have to say, it, it, crazy as it sounds, I am appreciative of uh, my pneumonia. I thanked it. I asked it to leave my body. I sent it love, and um, I got some learning out of it. Now I'm going to discuss towards the end of the show when we do our weekly guys, guys guide. But that's the reason folks that um, I might not have sounded like myself. And I got to tell you in terms of getting things done the day to day and all that, I've been pretty slow. I had my fantasy football draft last week. I made bizarre picks. I went completely against how I, all my preparation and what I usually do. And I paid a price. I lost my first game by 30 points, but I think I'll be okay. I'm usually pretty adept at, uh, working my team as the season goes on. And, uh, and I did win the championship uh, last year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But the good news is I'm back, but don't call it a comeback, folks. Here I am on Guys Guys Radio. 
So let's talk about a couple other things that are going on, and then we'll get right to our special guest, Elizabeth O'Neill. So um, we've been since we had that eclipse, we've been having crazy things happening. We had the uh, Houston flood and hurricane, and then we had uh, uh, Harvey, and then we had Irma. And you know, it's so weird. I was uh, there's been a lot of damage, and of course, some deaths, and uh, really bad, bad, uh, bad situation. But watching it's interesting when you have social media and you compare it to what's on the news that um, I was tracking a lot of people uh, in Florida and some of them were painting a very different picture as to what was going on there versus kind of the worst case scenario that was portrayed on the news. So you never know how much news is sensationalism. And I know things were very bad and I know people lost their lives, but you know, if you really looked at the wind currents uh, throughout uh, Irma, um, crushed the Caribbean, of course. But when it got to Florida, I noticed, and people were posting, and they were. I noticed when some of the newscasters were on, people were walking around behind them, and it didn't look as bad as they were portraying it. Now, I don't know. I wasn't there. But it's just amazing to me the difference between things I saw, video, and, uh, and basically reporting done by people on Facebook versus some of the stuff on the news. So you just have to like, keep, your, uh, keep your wits about you, keep uh, an open mind, and not take the news too, too much as verbatim truth because um, you know, the news wants to sell. Uh, they need eyeballs, and they want to sell ad space, and they want to make a story. And uh, I know it's bad, but you know when you look at those maps and it's a huge – giant orb spinning around it's 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 relative um and again i'm not diminishing um the pain that these hurricanes have caused i mean particularly houston the flooding and all it's just unbearable and the 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 devastation in the caribbean but i just kind of got a feeling that like wow i really have to balance things out when i was uh, watching the tracking of uh, of irma so anyhow our prayers are with all of those who were affected by the hurricane. Um, I hope that our government, which has been looking to gut the uh, EPA and also HUD, now is you know coughing up uh, some of the funding that will cover uh, the reconstruction after the hurricane. But they were basically devastating and gutting those agencies that are now the most important. HUD, which is run by Ben Carson, who is a surgeon, and... Uh, and the EPA, uh, and these are these are uh, parts of our government that are incredibly important to uh, to get people back on their feet. So let's hope things work out, and let's send positive energy and our love. And you know what? Universal consciousness. If we all think positive thoughts, and we and we focus on the positive, and we send love, and we we collectively can do things like move hurricanes. The the power of the unconscious mind is a lot stronger than any of us consider. Uh, but we've been so beaten down by the media and the uh, fear-mongering and fear-sucking, uh, uh, energy-sucking that's going on out there that sometimes it's uh, difficult for us to uh, embrace our power. So anyhow, that's my little talk about the hurricane and the weather. Elsewhere, summer's over, but it's not. Actually, summer keeps going till September 21st. Um, but you wouldn't know it. Everybody's back to school. People are focusing on football. Um, everybody's getting their winter clothes out, but it's hot. 
today. It was in the 80s again here in New York City, and it was just like a summer day. And let's hope the good weather keeps up for a couple more weeks so we can enjoy it. Uh, because technically summer does not end until I believe it's September 21st. So we got a little bit of time left. We got another week. Um, Elsewhere, you know, we've read about so many of these musicians and artists, uh, so many deaths, particularly in the music business over the last couple of years. But I just saw some things online that uh, the Rolling Stones, ages 74, 75, 76, and 70, just kicked off a new, I think it's like a 14-city tour uh, of Northern Europe uh, and playing stronger and better than ever. So you know what? Uh, those guys, they've got a lot of chi, uh, and they, they really enjoy what they're doing. And uh, when you enjoy what you're doing and, uh, and you work hard, you can make good things happen. So let's, uh, let's celebrate the positive. Let's celebrate the fact we still have the stones. They're out there and they keep going and we'll enjoy them as long as we can. And then we'll enjoy their legacy. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the whole guys, guys radio. Uh, we're now approaching our hundred thousand downloads. So we've been at it for a couple of years. We're having a great time. We've had so many fantastic guests, the whole uh, movement about uh, when, when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Uh, came out of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which you can pick up on Amazon, any of the e-tailers, and it's still in some bookstores. Uh, you can catch my weekly blog and all other kinds of stuff at robertmanni, M-A-N-N-I.com. Uh, this week's blog is going to be about my walk with pneumonia uh, because it's something urgent and, so, and I had some learning there. And I'll get into a preview of that at the uh, second part of our show when we do the Guy's Guy's Guide, our weekly segment. You can catch me on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author, and all podcasts of Guy's Guy's Radio, all 241 podcasts can be heard and downloaded and enjoyed for free at your leisure on Block Talk Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and uh, I would ask if you like the show, and you want to support my work, uh, all you can do, uh, very simple, just subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and review it. And it goes a long way in our ratings, and it really helps. So thank you so much for that. Um, so let's take a very quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to bring on our special guest, Elizabeth Joyce. So we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Here we are. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about Elizabeth. She is one of the most world-renowned uh, psychics. Um, she's an identical twin. Uh, she grew up in uh, Bergen County, New Jersey, as I did. And um, she has a fantastic story um, that's covered in her new memoir called Unlimited Realities, Born with the Gift of Sight and Natural Healing. She's also written Opening to Your Intuition and Psychic Sensitivity, Volumes 1 to 3. Eating and Nurturing the Garden of the Soul, the New Spiritual stocks, Chakras, and Ascension. She's been on the show a few times. She's a fascinating person. She put out a list, of, and she puts it right on her line. One of the things I really like about Elizabeth is she puts the predictions out there. Not, not everyone is going to be perfect, but uh, directionally, they're spot on. And she's gotten a lot of big ones like the tsunami in 2004, correct? And uh, she just is honest and direct and straightforward, and I really Enjoy her. So let's welcome her to Guys Guys Radio right now. Good evening, Elizabeth. And, How are you? Welcome to Guys well, Guys Radio. Well, I'm good. I'm concerned about you. 
<laughs> Should I be concerned? You're the psychic. Well, you, you can have see. pneumonia, um, and I don't know. Have you heard of Louise Hay? Yes. Louise Hay, she yes. just passed away. She was my teacher. Yes. And mm-hmm. we learned that each disease that we have on the body comes with a right. thought or an emotion, mm-hmm. and the lungs are deep-seated anger. So you might want to take a look at what you're releasing. You said it was detoxing. It definitely is. But it has okay. to do with, with some kind of anger, frustration, or whatever. And that might help a little that bit. That is a big help. I was, and, uh... I was in, in New York this weekend, and I was over on um, 29th and 7th to a, okay. to a retreat with Swami, who is Mother's Right Hand. Mm-hmm teacher and at noontime we were all meditating and at noontime a table crashed on the stage and I said that's Florida and I looked at my iPhone and the hurricane had gone down to a three from a five to a three and I said that's what happens when we all gather together so I was just supporting what you said about when people gather and do a meditation the power that it has behind it now, what what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, uh, as I had mentioned, Elizabeth, you know, I was tracking what's so interesting about social media is you have real people uh, who are right in the middle of the storm and they're posting one story and then you turn on the news and you're getting something uh, much more amped up. Uh, uh, what what are your thoughts about that? My thoughts are that they're in a different location from what the uh, weather people are talking about, because the people that were really in trouble would not have been on social media. And there were many, there were uh, thousands that were in trouble in Florida. The Keys, for example, were devastated. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't anybody on social media on the Keys. I was worried more about the the centers that they sent everybody to because I thought they might be underwater as well when they went to the Mm -hmm. stadium in Miami. And that concerned me. I think the awareness there uh, was that they have to do better with sheltering the people. Because they don't yeah. have real shelters. And that was yes, a wake-up call for them, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. The folks who I was referring to, uh, they were in Naples and Sarasota. And uh, they mm-hmm. were showing, like, real-time videos. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. I, I just wasn't sure what to make of the whole thing. So I just tried to well, keep I an think, open mind. Well, I think that if you're, if you're 10 miles in, I've been to Naples and Sarasota. If you're 10 or 15 miles in from the ocean, it might not have been as devastating. Marco Island really got hit. And, yeah. and uh, it just depends on where you were. They expected mm-hmm. it to go around and surge over Palm Beach and, and Donald Trump's Mar Largo, but that didn't no, happen right. for some reason. No. <laughs> well, I think it has to it do with the strength of prayers. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's actually start with Trump because, uh, uh, if you don't mind, because uh, I read your over the summer predictions and uh, and some of your recent stuff, and you've you've kind of mentioned that your uh, feeling is that um, Trump is going to. Uh, it looks like we're going to get a twofer. Trump is going to step down based on a uh, quote-unquote illness, and uh, uh, the young leader of North Korea is going to uh, kind of step aside or go away also. Could you talk to us a little bit about I, what I the latest I do think is? that that's true. Of course, I got yelled at because it didn't happen when I said it would, but that's not what psychic sensitivity is about, and people right. do not mm-hmm. realize that. It's very hard with timing. We sure. just have the eclipse, and the eclipse is at 28 degrees Leo, which is endings 
and new beginnings, and it affects world leaders. And I really mm-hmm. did get a hit uh, in my meditations that North and South Korea were going to come together as one and that they were going to build. So this, I do think there will be an event, but I think that Kim is going to be taken out by his own people. I don't think they're going to let him devastate the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what you nuclear so? exchange does. Right. It devastates the world, not just one place. So I do I think that to... his own people will remove him. Now, I don't know how, whether it's a bullet or mm-hmm. whether they just pull him out of there. I don't know how, but... You think Something it's China, like maybe? No, it's by his own people. Wow, okay. Interesting. That's what I heard. He will mm-hmm. be taken down by his own people. And now how about Trump? Um, is it a real I, illness that will take him out of office, or is his illness... You know, I keep, what like... I keep seeing, I keep seeing is an aneurysm in the brain. I see the brain exploding. Now, Robert, is that a sign of... Maybe he's going to blow up, or is it a sign mm-hmm. of an aneurysm? I don't right. know, but in the vision, it's his head exploding. Okay. <laughs> That's <No>. every day. <laughs> well, I know I know it's been difficult uh, for people to understand what he's doing, and we've allowed it this far, which is puzzling yeah. to me. Isn't that puzzling to you? It, it, it is very strange. Um, it's like I almost felt, and you're, you're the psychic, I'm not, but it seemed like he wasn't supposed to win, and then at the last minute, the powers that be yeah, he said, was okay, to win. He absolutely he was, supposed, was to supposed to win. He oh, was. okay. I learned that after I said Hillary would, they'd never let him be in. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I learned that because what's really happening on a higher level is that structures are being torn down, and mm-hmm. the way of doing things is being ignored. I don't like any threats to the Constitution, but some of the things are really pretty funny to me, to see that all the hoity-toy and all the conceit in, in D.C. has been destroyed, and there's That's no true. more line of action. They don't know what to do because they don't know whether to walk or wind their watch because they they know that they can't get to him. Mm-hmm. One of the key things that, that impressed me was during the campaign when Jeb Bush broke down because he had no clue of what to do. And yeah. I said he has no clue about Washington. He has no Washington has no clue about America. They're sitting there in their conceit and their balls mm-hmm. and their dinners and their who's sitting where and their gossip. They're not looking at the country. So That's if true. nothing else, this man has made everybody look at the country. And that is the plus side. Mm-hmm. When, when we go through change, we go through pain. Nobody wants the status quo to change. I don't like what he's doing. I agree with you about HUD. And I agree with you. My my thing was the environmental agency because I love the animals and the environment. Yes, me too. And, and for him to close that down is unspeakable. But the question is, do you think he's closing it down to close it down, or do you think he's closing it down to restructure it? There's no clue, no talk about restructuring anything. Just he, no. The first thing he did was call in all the people from all the countries, all, all the ambassadors. He called them all in. And to me, that's interesting. So He's weird. only replaced a few. Yep. He doesn't want to spend the money. Doesn't want to pay their salary. That's what it is. 
Yeah. Well, I, I would think that he would have been uh, removed already if it wasn't for the stock market, because um, I guess with the, the businesses have baked in his proposed tax reduction, and uh, that's driving the, uh, the stock market. But that oh, doesn't it's happen. more than that. It's more than We're that, Robert. He's dropped. He's dropped. We are. He's dropped all the restrictions. So they're going to build right. a pipeline and the oil company. So that is supporting the the corporations and the corporations are going to yep. crash and the, and and I hate to say this but the oil refinery in Texas being flooded out was a sign and of course mm-hmm. gas prices are going to raise that's their excuse but I guess we have to have a rising up and a, and a readjustment in some way and this will bring it this will bring it the this displacement. And we're going to have uh, others. I think that we're going to have Prince William as, as our next king. I think Charles will step down. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have many other changes of leaders throughout the world over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, I know you've uh, been a ge- frequent guest on Coast to Coast, and uh, some of the hosts there, I know George Norrie, he has a show on uh, Gaia, and I, I watch a lot mm-hmm. of Gaia. And a, a big part of what they talk about is this, solar flash that's predicted to happen somewhere between 2018 and 2023 or so. I thought we just and, had it. And then they, what they're saying is that, you know, things are, there's going to be ascension. Uh, things are going to be flipped up, turned over upside down on, uh, on our planet. Now, what, what have you, are you uh, familiar with this? What are your thoughts on I'm this? I'm familiar have you heard with about it this? and I have a sentence that I'd like to share with you. It's called new Please. age mumbo jumbo. Okay. <laughs> I am. I really mean it. I really mean it. Yes, we're having the weather, and yes, we are having the earth erupt in her way. That's absolutely mm-hmm. true. But this wanting Planet X to hit our earth and wanting this to do this, they've always been wrong. They've never been right. Never. And they've made these predictions down the road for a long, long time. They are not coming from spirit. They are not coming from the divine. Just like the news people, as you mentioned before, aren't coming from that direction. They're coming from Mm -hmm. sensationalism and death and blood. Well, we're through that. I'm going to tell you that I think what is coming is a spiritual renaissance. And I think that people that are like-minded, like you and I, are going to be able to show something called transformation. That's why I wrote Mm -hmm. the book, to show people that when you are challenged with something, there is a way through it. Like you just said, you're going to love your pneumonia. You're going to understand the root of it. And you're going to say, I don't need the lesson anymore because I forgive, or I don't need the lesson anymore because I've learned it. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, it's gone. Yep. Well, let's talk about and, your book. What was, uh, why now? What was the inspiration? This is your memoir. You've done so many great books. You've done so much great work. Why, was, why is the time now for the memoir, Elizabeth? I, I don't know. I was ordered to write that book from within, from, from my guides. I dreamt about the title of that book in 1981. I was wow. told I was going to write a book uh, called Unlimited Realities, and then I went to... Um, I went to see Yogi Bhajan, who was a great teacher on the planet. He's the uh, three-age organization, and he told me that I was going to write a book named Unlimited Realities that would go around the world. And 
And uh, 10 years after that, I sat with a Tibetan monk who was reading different people, and he said to me, your ninth book is the book that will go around the world. Um, And he didn't know what that was going to be, but he knew it was the ninth book. And the ninth book is Unlimited Realities. And on the cover, I don't know if you've seen the cover, is the number nine. I read it. I have the book right next to me. Oh, well, the number nine is the the Mm -hmm. wave and the... And the beautiful rainbow when the dolphin is jumping through that, piercing the veil to the other side. So we all need to realize that there is another side, that we do have higher knowledge, that we can be guided and our lives can share and we can all be with each other in peace if we access that part of us that is unknown, beyond the sixth sense. Now, for the everyday... And when you do... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Continue. I was going to say, and for the for the new life, we're going to have to work with our guides and our spiritual teachers in order to survive on this planet. So let's talk about that a little bit more, Elizabeth. For you know somebody like yourself, your your experience and your life has been very different than so many others. And uh, you you profess, and I agree with the fact that everybody has these abilities inside. It's just a matter of being able to tap them. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of people are interested in being able to, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say unleash their power, but at least um, deploy more personal power, access it. Thank you. Right, right. (laughs) Could you you talk to us a little bit about what the everyday person can do? What are some of the steps to uh, accessing your personal power and to mastery? I certainly can. You know, we drive cars, we drive buses, you know that. And you have to go to the gas station and fill up the tank. Well, that's what you have to do with your body. You have to fill up the tank. And you do that by meditation and working your chakras, understanding what the chakras are. They are the muscles of the body. They're invisible. They go down our spine, and they keep us in balance. So I have a little saying, Robert. You might like it. The way in is the way out, and the way out Mm -hmm. is the way in. Go within. The answers are always inside of you. You can go within and you can um, heal yourself. Robert could meditate tonight and work on his lung and fill it with, with black fluid and then punch a hole in it and let that fluid drop out his body and then fill it with light and say, I'm healed. And in the morning he wouldn't have the pneumonia anymore. That's how powerful the mind is. So working with our mind and our sixth sense and our energy field is the way to stay healthy and balanced and to learn about incidences that happen. They always happen for a reason, and there's always a reason on both sides. And to know that somebody else is in fear and to help them lift the fear instead of Mm -hmm. getting mad at them and smacking them around. Yes, that's a great point. Um, you know, I found with my own illness uh, that, uh, which was a surprise because I've been in such great shape and doing so well and uh, mm-hmm. been on kind of an Ayurvedic protocol all year and to have this randomly happen was weird. But what I did was uh, kind of what we've been talking about is I did. I said, you know what? I, I love you, pneumonia. I thank you for your, your message, your spiritual message to me. And I looked up what, what it's about, uh, as you uh, suggested. And sure enough, mm-hmm. it was desperation and anger mm-hmm. and unresolved mm-hmm. issues. 
and I thanked it, and then I said, I would like you to leave now. Uh, I love you, and thank you for your, your lesson. And uh, I began, I, I believe I began to feel better. But f- what happens, I think, with a lot of people, Elizabeth, is they have difficulty, and it's very understandable, uh, getting to that quiet point where um, the answers come to them. They And, you know, it's very challenging for people because the monkey chatter gets in the way. They don't know if it's the ego talking to them. They haven't been taught. They haven't been mm-hmm. taught how to get quiet. Other churches mm-hmm. have not taught them that. The churches have taught them how to plea and right. to be, feel inferior and maybe. But, you know, I wouldn't say that I love pneumonia. I would say I honor the reason that you're on my body. And I understand that it's for me to recognize that I'm holding on to something I need to let go of. Mm-hmm. I honor exactly. that you're here. Thank you for bringing me that message. And then let it go. Because Got in it. saying that you love it, it might stay with you longer. I'm just giving you a suggestion. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I, my, my love wasn't to made like a love like <laughs> let's hang out together. It was like I recognize yeah. your divinity, basically. Right, and right. I honor you. you. I honor you for showing yes. me my lesson in Got that it. way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. I'll say to my body, I don't need to learn the lesson in that way. Why are you doing this? You know. And then the pain, because I, I fell down the stairs two years ago, so I've had muscle problems. And you know when you have spasms, they can be extremely mm-hmm. painful. Yes. And I've had to breathe through that. That That's ending now. And, boy, I was hanging on to a lot of stuff that I didn't know. It took a long time to heal now, it. And you're better now? Oh, yes, much better. Good. Let's uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the power of our subconscious mind, how our thoughts can create depression or, on the other hand, abundance. Uh, talk to us more about how we can kind of control our thoughts, but not in the way where we're working so hard. And, and how do we learn, Elizabeth, to kind of what they say, let go and let God? Like, it seems like sometimes holding on creates more problems than letting go, yet we're all so afraid of letting go because we don't know what's next. Well, the word is surrender. Uh, if we mm-hmm. can learn what surrender really is, it's not laying down your gun and letting somebody run over you with a Mack truck. It's simply mm-hmm. accepting, as we said. I accept that the pneumonia is here, and now I can let it go because I no longer need it. I've learned the lesson. So it's two. It's twofold. It's mm-hmm. accepting that you have the condition and knowing that you want to continue and go back to your life, your way. You don't want anything to be crippling or paralyzing. You want to heal it and and really let go of that reaction. And when you do, like, and that's a subconscious reaction, you, you certainly were caught by surprise because yes. it came up from the subconscious and we don't know the subconscious. We have so much in our subconscious from past lives as well as this lifetime. And and the way another way to really work with it is to have present life regression work. That's fascinating. I -hmm. mentioned that a little bit in my book, uh, in the Dick Summer part when I worked with Dick in New York at Quiet Decisions. If you can get quiet and go within to wherever that pain is, you may have had an argument with a parent, you may have lost a child, you may may have had a husband and wife problems, whatever that pain is, and go in and look at it and try to see the reasoning from both sides. And then you get to neutrality and you let go and you let God. Mm -hmm. Let this be be brought back into balance and I will be done. 
And I do it with money issues all the time, all the time. It's amazing. It's how amazing it? how my life has changed with money issues. I know people want to know about money issues. Um, well, when when there's a question or there's an upset, I do what I believe is in integrity, and then I just don't worry about it anymore, and I just wait it out instead of reacting. Suppose mm-hmm. that a, a, a place has double-billed me. So this happens. So I will call them up and I will say, you have double-billed me, and you really need to make that adjustment. So I'll bring their attention to it, and then I'll wait at least a week to see what happens. And usually it all works out. Mm-hmm. But we can't gotcha. have it like McDonald's. We can't have it instantly. We have to mm-hmm. allow the other people to see it, to recognize it, and to straighten it out. And then you can say, well, why did that happen to me in the first place? Yes, you can. But you're part of that confusion. You're 50% part of it, and the other people are 50% part. So your part mm-hmm. might be that the day you bought the item, your mind was elsewhere. Your mind, you know how our mind wanders when we're doing yep. things. Mm-hmm. And therefore, confusion came in from, from wherever. It, it, the, when, you, when you look at life this way, you can grow because you understand that you're a part of that. You're a part of the cause as well as the healing. And when you know that, then you can see it and let yep. it go, and I will be done. Now, you mentioned that. Is this uh, what you mean by how life is our mirror? Well, life is our mirror because life tells us what we're hiding from. If, if something comes to you, it comes to you because you've asked it to come in for your learning process. That's hard for people to understand. But you have mm-hmm. taken some kind of an action, whether it's subconscious or not, to bring in the lesson. So the lesson is here. Why is the lesson here? And what is it that caused the originality? That's taking responsibility. And when you take responsibility, you might say, well, I was angry. I was angry at this incident, and I guess I haven't let it go yet. So I'll work on that. The minute that you acknowledge that, you don't need the affliction anymore. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. And you know what's, what, when I've been driving a car, I've had a couple of close calls on the road when I went into New York, and I would say, no, uh, I would surround my car with white light when I see something coming at me or when I've maybe changed lanes and I haven't seen in my blind spot. And I did not get hit, but I thought, I'm blind at something, I'd better be careful. It's just an example of how you can set things up. So you say, this is not going to happen to me again. I need to be aware and realize. And and we all sometimes do things mindlessly. When you do something mindlessly, you can bring in a, a reprimand or some kind of a lesson. Do you, do, you work with dream, do, you, do you work with dreams at all? What, what's I your do. thoughts on dreams? I do. Well, dreams are symbolic. And uh, if there, it's like uh, the vision I had of Donald Trump. It's symbolic. What does mm-hmm. it really mean? Yes, the eclipse is coming, and yes, we're having days that are going to trigger it. Is this going to involve Trump? Well, it didn't. It involved the weather. It flattened the Caribbean, and it flattened um, Houston, and I, which I had predicted, and it flattened Key West. Key West is, is flattened. 
the rest of Florida made it through, but not Key West. And it's, mm-hmm. it, instead of being Trump, it was the ending of some things in other areas. So you really don't, we haven't perfected it yet. We have wonderful psychic ability for people, and it has been wonderful in healing and in helping people plan their lives in a better way and to raise us up, to ascend, to raise us up to more honor and loving of others. That's what we're using it for, but we're still in our baby stages of it. And as we move along, I think we will improve telepathic communication. Uh just one more question about dreams. Um, do you feel that uh, dreams are there for people to uh, to teach them, or are they random, or whatever? And like every once in a while, you have a dream that's so vivid, and uh, it's it called just a seems psychic like... dream. I call it a deeply penetrating spiritual experience. Remember, when we sleep, our body gets quiet, and we mm-hmm. go to another place. We go to our pod where we were born out of. And we have teachings in our dreams. And sometimes our guides get very frustrated because they can't shake us loose from something we're hanging on to with our fist. But yep. all dreams are messages. They are all symbolic and they all are bringing something to you. Well, let me ask you this one real quick. Because it was so vivid, and I just had it one night ago, and it was almost the most vivid dream I've ever had in my entire life. It was very short. I was... uh. I was with some people, a former colleague and his wife, who were both in advertising, and I'm not in the advertising business right now. And uh, mm-hmm. I got on this little boat, and uh, but they introduced me. They kind of walked me on. I got on this little boat, and I took off, and I thought I was with them, and then I realized I was by myself, but they were kind of with me anyhow. And I was zipping mm-hmm. along. It was this beautiful day, and the water was beautiful. It was calm. I was zipping along, zipping along, zipping along, and then all of a sudden I caught this beautiful fish about – you know, about a foot long, and I had this fish, and I was on the water, and it was so real, and I woke up. That's wonderful. Actually, what it means is that you were with your friends, and then you decided to leave that industry and go into a different industry, and you went on water. Water represents mm-hmm. change, always. You were in a boat, so you were in control. You're in control of the change yes, that you're making. Boat. Yep. And the fish is coming. The fish is going to be a huge explosion putting you more out into the public, which is what you want. I know it's what you want. So the big fish, you know how they, oh, I got the big fish. I got the part in the movie. Well, you got the big fish, Robert. Now you just have to wait for it to come in. It'll be here within three months. Look, look to the end of the year. Look to around, mm-hmm. around the winter solstice. I okay, had that's one. That's when my birthday is. Mm-hmm. Tell let us. me let me tell you the one I had. This was in, it's in the book. This was in '86 when I dreamt that my sister and I went over a cliff in New yes, Hampshire, uh, headed mm-hmm. towards the river, and I went around and picked up the car, and I would not let go. I felt my back was going to break, and my guides were standing there telling me every wrong thing that this girl had done to me in my life, and I said, "It doesn't matter. This will not happen." Then, uh, about two and a half months later. I went to Hawaii, and she went over a cliff in New Hampshire, and I caught the car in Hawaii. Caught it. Wow. And Tell she us went about... over a 35-foot ravine and walked away without a scratch. Mm-hmm. T- talk to us a little bit about, because it is an important aspect of your book and your life. You have a twin sister, 
Uh, you've had a falling out and a coming back together again. Tell us about, you know, the reality of that and also the symbolism of well, how, do, how you interpret the symbolism of your relationship with your twin. That would take hours. But um, <laughs> basi- basically we were born opposites, even though we were identical. And she was from a different vibration force than I was from. And I had consented to come in and do this and try to bring her out of her trap, and I did at the end, but not until the end of her life. And we finally had a falling out because of her treatment of me and my family. Mm-hmm. And then when she got very sick with uh, pancreatic cancer, uh, then we were reunited. And I explained to her, by that time I had had all my lessons and I explained to her what was going on and what had happened and that we would not be twins again in the next life. So I broke the chain. I unhooked something that I may not even understand. And I helped her cross over. She did. She died in 2013. And I helped her cross over. Right. And she did. She was able to get to the light. But it was very, very difficult. <laughs> now, do you maintain a connection with her now? No. She's in a different level. Mm-hmm. No, gotcha. there's no reason to. I do with my older sister, but I don't mm-hmm. need to connect with people as much as I need to connect with the higher forces of spirit. Got it. Now, in the book also, Elizabeth, you mentioned uh, Ama, and uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. We might have touched upon this uh, the last time we spoke because I used to live on 34th Street, and I remember one day I was walking mm-hmm. down 34th Street with a friend of mine, and there was a big commotion at the Manhattan Center. And, That's uh, right. I, wa- I, said, <laughs> I said, come on in, and uh, I walked in, and there was this woman, Ama. She was on stage, and uh, these people kind of were shuttling different people around, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they shuttled us all the way up to the front, and we both got uh, in front of Alma, and she gave us each a hug. And, uh, oh, that's and then wonderful. We yeah, it was great. We didn't even have to wait. And then uh, you don't you, know, you don't understand what a blessing that is. No, it was fantastic. I, I knew it was something special. I got drawn into this. When I brought my Alma friend along. hugs a person, whether it's once or a hundred times, when mm-hmm. she hugs you, your life changes, and your karma changes. And you get back on on whatever path for her to have seen you was a real blessing, and, and it took lifetimes for you to do it, Robert. Lifetimes. Wow. For you to get there, which is pretty. I'm honoring that. I'm honoring that that that's what happened with you. We didn't even have to wait. We, they just kind of marched us right up. I thought, well, maybe because we're new, that they want to get new new people there. But well, that's it true. was amazing that they just kind that of shuttled true. us to the front. But uh, t- mm-hmm. talk to us but about. But weren't Ama. you with? Were, Weren't you with the news? If you were with the news and you told them, then they would do no, that. No, no, I wasn't with. I was with a friend. Uh, and oh, was, there you, you go. Know, we were just walking well, along, and I see, said, "Let's go in here." Never make a mistake. And after that, was it after that that you had your changes into the radio? Listen, uh, this, I'm going to pattern this. Is before then, I had a lot of this changes. Be, since sure. Then. Now I'll listen to then. me, Robert. You mm-hmm. went and you had your hug with Amma, so she cracked the egg. So finally, mm-hmm. you leave that couple. You go into the boat, into the water, <laughs> and now she's bringing you the big fish. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's what that hug did. Now, tell us uh, about Ama, your relationship with her, and why she's such an important figure. Because according to, you know, in the book, you kind of did some astral travel together, and it's, she's an amazing uh, spiritual force, if you will, that, that she's so under the radar, yet she's so powerful. 
Talk to us a little bit about That's Amma right. and the relationship She's with her. She's something called a fully realized saint. A fully realized saint is completely different from a spiritual teacher. We have our yogis. We have our spiritual teachers. But a fully realized saint does not happen very often. Now, the difference is that the spiritual teachers come in as a child and they choose to develop themselves to become spiritual teachers through their actions on earth. She came in already there plus. So she is a light from another part of the universe in a small body that's here to bring service, that's here to bring love, and to show us how to love. And she, I, I've been with her 30 years. I, I was one of the first people that met her and helped her expand her tour across country. And it has really grown. In fact, we were talking about it this weekend because when I was with Ama and we had our first meeting in New York, we had 200 people up on the Upper West Side at Central Park West and West 76. And we thought that was big time. And we had no idea we were going to get $25 million. Twenty five thousand, yeah, no, I mean. Mm-hmm. Twenty five thousand. Yeah. And we did, and that's and that's how it's grown in, in the last thirty years. And she does service. She she has twenty two million followers. And she goes to Haiti when there's been a tsunami. She went and walked uh, Fukushima in Japan and she helps to purify the earth and to show us mm-hmm how to be better human beings, and she really does have the key to do that. She also believes in deep meditation and teaches that if you meditate and you follow your sadhana, your your meditative practice, that your life will become 100% better, and it does. Mm-hmm. We have to take the time. If we're going to take the time to take a shower and go to the bathroom and brush our yep. teeth, we have to take the time to meditate. Well, I'm going to, in my next meditation, I'm going to reach out and thank her um, for allowing me to, you know, be in contact with her and for the changes that have happened since then. So, uh, for some people, thanks. just looking at the picture, it's a, yes, she made those changes, and you know what? It didn't change in 24 hours. It's not McDonald's. No. It changed no. through your mature decisions. Even though you were afraid, you may have made a decision because it felt right, so you were following spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing no, it's what about, she's done yeah, a so lot much of change. everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, everything's turned upside down. This is about 10 years ago, but everything's turned upside down since then. And I feel like I'm a completely, I'm the same person, but I'm a... Uh, uh, You're different inside. More, yeah, and I'm, work, I'm working on it. Um, let me ask you about this, and then I'll let you go. What is meant, you talk about the false self. That's something that I think everybody wrestles with, but they really don't understand, and it's, it's in your book. Well, the uh, false self is the that. ego. The ego, E-G-O, easing God Mm -hmm. out. The false self is believing that money and power and your possessions are the most important thing on earth. And forgetting that your wife, your children, your family, your loved ones, and your timeline is the most important thing on earth. And that the most important thing on earth is to respect others and to let others develop and be who they are without interference. Now, I'm not talking about not guiding. Guiding is one thing. But interference is something else. Uh, a good example of it was the movie The Dead Poets Society. Wonderful right. example of what I'm talking about. So the false self is the one that believes that um, they have everything if they have all all of the money in the world and their and their possessions. And the real self is realizing that it doesn't matter. Let me give you an example. Um, there's a lot of prejudiced people in the world. 
and yet we had in Corpus Christi flooding to where people were trapped on the third floor. We had a black man in a motorboat going around trying to save, I'm going to say, bigoted white people. Mm-hmm. A married couple that had been extremely bigoted. They're in the third floor trying to get out, and he comes along with the boat. What do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to bigot him and tell him to get out of their life, <laughs> that he's no good, that he's black, and that he's nothing? Or do you think they're going to take his hand and get in the boat? Yep. Got it? Yeah, great point. Yep, I understand. Yeah. Uh, and it really uh, happened, too. <laughs> So tell us, um, in closing, tell us about uh, the book, what you want people to get out of it, uh, and where they can learn more about you, all your other works, and, uh, and your programs. Well, my book is available at Amazon.com. All my books are. And the website is new-visions.com. I do have a 24-hour answering service if you'd like to call for an appointment, and that's 201 934 8986 and I do personal psychic readings I do teaching and I do healings all over the world fantastic and you're uh, you know you're a gift to mankind so thank you so much for uh, you know being my guest on guys guys radio you've been on a few times and every time I learn a lot and I'm sure our audience learns a lot also and you're you're being so generous and giving and helping people and helping make the world a better place so Elizabeth Joyce Thank you so much for coming back to Guys Guys Radio. I hope to talk to you again soon, and uh, all the best to you and your new book. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Robert. Be well. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Okay, folks. Our special guest has been Elizabeth Joyce on Guys Guys Radio. Um, We're going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to come back. I'm going to do the Guys Guys Guide for the week, our special segment, and then we'll uh, wrap up the show. So let's take a very quick break. Okay, we're back. And as I mentioned, uh, Guys Guys Radio, we do our segment called the Guys Guys Guide. And uh, as I have mentioned at the top of the show, I got a little surprised about a pneumonia. And uh, Elizabeth and I talked about it. And uh, basically, it, came, it seemed to come out of the blue. But it was kind of lingering below the, thir- the surface. I didn't realize why my runs were getting shorter. I didn't realize why I had fallen down twice after two eight-mile runs. I didn't realize why I was coughing a lot. I didn't realize why I was having night sweats. I didn't realize why I had uh, intermittent temperature. Uh, every so often, I'd have a fever. Then I didn't. Then I did. Uh, and then, then it came to it didn't, it didn't break. So uh, finally, I went to a Western doctor. I worked as hard as I could to... Uh, to solve things on my own, but I didn't know what I had. And uh, finally, I was as soon as I was diagnosed after the chest X-ray, I got antibiotics. I took them. Uh, I'm not a big fan, but you know what? There's a reason that only lived to 3,500 years ago. So I took the meds, and uh, and I've consistently have gotten better every day. I'm not 100% yet, but I'm well. I turned the corner. I'm well on my way. I don't have a fever. I'm sleeping well. I'm taking it easy. And uh, I'm getting better day by day. And I'm giving my body a rest from all the workouts. And I think that's a good thing. Every once in a while, just shut it down and, and uh, regenerate. So what did I learn? Okay, uh, to share with everybody, uh, number one is when you do get sick, you know, don't be a hero. You can fight it and fight it and fight it. And I don't like the term fighting. I'd rather acknowledge it and honor it, as Elizabeth said, and, and then release it from your body. But you don't want to be a hero. At a certain point, 
you got to make a determination if you want to go see the doctor or not. If you can, you lick it on your own. Can you use the power of the mind, the subconscious mind, uh, or do you need some Western medicine? You know, I'm still at the stage where every once in a while I get something big, I need some help, uh, some old-fashioned Western medicine help. So I needed the antibiotics. So I took them, and it worked, and I, and I'm glad I did. Um, I will continue to work on my own personal power and see what I can do in the future about using visualization and meditation and get rid of some of these things. But you know what? I think I learned the lesson and uh, I think I'm better off because of this. And I'm just going to take it one step at a time and, uh, and not be a hero when it comes to getting sick. Shut things down a little faster next time. Respect myself. Two is take time to heal. You know, when you're, when you're sick, there's nothing more important than getting well. And you can't rush, as Elizabeth was saying, you know, it's, uh, it does, things don't happen in a minute. You've got to give things time. So I've given myself a couple of weeks to get better. I'm not going to go out and run eight miles next week. I'm not going to start working out again hard. I'm going to take a couple of weeks and really relax and regenerate my body. And uh, then I'll get back into it step by step. Uh, it's a lifestyle. It's not, uh, I'm not going in the Olympics. I'm not... Uh, I'm not going to have a, uh, a UFC fight with Con- Conor McGregor anytime soon. So I, I can afford to take my time to get well. Uh, the third point is uh, considering the spiritual meaning of the illness. Obviously, I probably have some, as most of us do, some unresolved anger and frustration issues. Um, and I'm sure that's the case. So if this is a wake-up call for me, another reminder to uh, learn to uh, trust, uh, learn to let go, learn to surrender. Then, uh, then I've gotten my lesson. So thank you. Um, and then when you have the downtime, when you do get sick, I learned that this is a perfect time to make some changes. So one of the things I did, I really, uh, when I got sick, I wasn't that hungry and I didn't feel like drinking. And I came off of a summer and like, I'm one of these people who, uh, in the summer I gain weight because I indulge a lot, even though I work out a lot and run a lot. I just, I eat, I, I get tan and happy and fat and run and sweat and just do a lot of everything. But I realize that, you know, I should go on a diet. I'm in good shape, but it's always good to lose a couple of pounds. And I use this time of getting uh, sick to rearrange and reconstruct my diet. And as a result, I'm down a solid uh, 11 pounds and I feel fantastic uh, in, in that sense. I, I feel better carrying less weight around. So uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep the weight down. And uh, so I've used that time to my advantage. And uh, last but not least, when you need help, ask for help and show gratitude. I actually asked my guides and angels. I said, you know what? I'm pretty sick. I need some help. And uh, what, uh, what did I get out of that? Well, I got the epiphany that, dude, go to the doctor. Don't wait. And I did. I got back to New York City from down the shore. I didn't stay an extra two days. I came home. I got, uh, I tried to tough it out at home, but then I decided go to the doctor, go now, get the appointment, get in there as soon as possible. And I did, and I'm so glad I did. So that's kind of my lessons, uh, learned from walking with pneumonia. Uh, so I hope, uh, I hope you don't have to go through that to get some of your lessons, but if you do, um, embrace the learning and, uh, do the best you can. So that's our show for this evening. We're back next week, same time, same place, 7 p.m. on Wednesdays, Guys Guys Radio. 
And I'm so thrilled and appreciative that you're all here uh, as I grow this program. And we're going to continue to do great things and have interesting guests and, uh, and just do the best we can for you. So uh, I hope you have a great week. Uh, I hope you stay healthy and happy and you have a lot of fun. And in the meantime, remember what I always like to say at the end of the show. Guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>